Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Got from the gun, has the snap, looking left. He throws. It's caught at the goal line by Josh Reynolds. Touchdown, LA! With 3.57 to go in the first quarter, Reynolds has receptions for touchdowns in back to back weeks. And there's the first career touchdown throw against the Chicago Bears for Jared Goff. Second down snap to Foles. Back to throw. He hitches. He unloads left side and going airborne to intercept is Jalen Ramsey. Right on cue. Out of bounds at the 35 yard line. Ramsey sat on that route and he beat the target to the football. Monday Night Football goes to the Rams. They beat the Bears 24-10. And PK, as I watched the late stages of that game, and the Rams finally get into the end zone a second time with the help of some big rugby pile, bush push on steroids weirdness. I don't know what the heck that play was, but it worked for them. All I can think of was you talking about Nick Saban and how offense is how you win. Now, in any one game, it can go the other way. But we just saw... The Browns and the Bengals, 37-34. We just saw the Cardinals and the Seahawks, 37-34. And you look at the Chiefs offense and the Packers offense and the Seahawks offense, and you think, these teams are pretty good. I mean, they're 5-2, and two, but can they really defend their way? I mean, I know Aaron Donald puts on a heck of a pass rush, but how can they possibly defend their way all the way to the Super Bowl? Speaking of the Rams? And the Bears, too. And the Bears, the both teams are 5-2. and two, Well, know? I don't think the Bears have a good enough offense to yeah, go anywhere. Though. I don't either. Maybe the Rams do because we saw Goff flinging it. But as he pointed out in the broadcast, their personnel's changed a lot over the last two years. I mean, there's some guys left from the Super Bowl team, but a big chunk of them are gone. Yeah, the girly man obviously is gone. Yep. Uh, but I think they potentially do. I, w- I certainly wouldn't put him in the favorite category. I wouldn't put him if I have two or three teams. I don't know that I'm putting the Rams there. Right. But, you know, we're almost to the halfway point at five and two. I think in any individual game, they have to be taken seriously because if you're going to have a defensive player and, you know, we always use 10 as the rating. Well, Donald certainly is a 10. In fact, I'm going to call him Bo Derrick from now on. You do that. <laughs> and he's, I mean, he's awesome. Yeah, he is. He's just an incredibly destructive force <laughs> in that defensive line. I mean, he's the def- best defensive lineman I've seen since Bob Lilly. Wow. Bob <laughs> Lilly and Bo Derrick were in the way back machine, people. <laughs> I better hope that Bob Lilly played defensive line. He did. Did he? Yeah. Was he inside or outside? Got me. I don't know. I think he was inside, but I don't really know. That was okay, the kind of Rand- guy that Dad talked about, and I know I saw, but I got no memory. But Randy now it's Dad's White. guy. Randy White, then. We'll go half the half the, the manster, half man, half monster, half which I always man. thought was a cool nickname. That really was. Half yeah. man, half monster. That's the problem with the Cowboys. They don't have any nicknames. You had Ed Too Tall Jones. Yep. You had the manster. What they got now? They Ed, got no nicknames. Ed Too Tall Jones was a defensive end. Now you're getting a little later. I'm starting to remember. Well, but, but the point being, they had cool nicknames. Yep. I mean, if you have a cool nickname, you're probably a really. By good definition, you have to be good. They don't bother if you're not that good. They don't bother giving you a cool a cool nickname. Right. It's like when we get criticism. Well, I mean, if we sucked at what we were doing, we wouldn't get criticism. Same type of principle. Right. So we'd be gone. 
Exactly. Why bother you- criticizing, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, the injury report for the NFL. Uh, everybody has in PK. Does anybody's season get changed uh, by these injuries? Cardinals leading rusher Kenyon Drake out for, quote, a few weeks with a slight tear in a ligament in his ankle. Uh, Seahawks starting running back Chris Carson week to week after an MRI confirms a midfoot sprain. And the 49ers. Jeff Wilson Jr., high ankle sprain out for multiple weeks. Uh, wide receiver Debo Samuel, hamstring out for multiple weeks. Uh, Terrell Burgess was uh, carted off last night, the former Ute. Mm. Cam Newton, W-E-E-I in Boston. Bench late in the game. The first thing I said to myself coming home was, you keep playing games like that, bro, and it's going to be a permanent change. Well, that was a good conversation to have when he was going home. (laughs) Good conversation with himself? Uh, uh, Yeah, it's obvious. The three picks, the low completion percentage, the offense struggling for a few weeks now. They were they were yeah. moving the ball early in the year, but that's kind of come to a crashing halt. Uh huh. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I really wish for our players, for our fans, that they could hear what I was just told. Um, I think they deserve to, but you know, I asked. They made sure to tell me there's a policy that I can't tell you, the players or the fans, you know, what they're you want to call it explanation for that situation and how TV copy everybody in the country can see it hit him. And I asked the side judge, why aren't they replaying it? Do I need a challenge? And he said, they've already looked at it. There's nothing there. That's Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin on his explanation from the SEC about a missed call Saturday. They can't be happy with him kind of backdooring the all I can't tell you about it. It's so horrible. I can't even tell you about it. Well, is he supposed to get fined two hundred fifty, and he wants to give him all pennies? Twenty five thousand, but yeah, just twenty five thousand. Yeah. How many pennies uh, is that, Yuck? Two point five million. There it is. Good. See, you can do radio. You can do math on the radio. After you have a well, practice dry run, just don't do it on Twitter. Right. You know, at one and four, I'd be more concerned about your team than the referees. Yeah. I guess the problem is it comes down to when you're one and four and you're not that good in the SEC, you know, it's a 10-game schedule. You don't get to backdoor four easy wins and schedule yourself that. So if they are able to win, it's going to be such a thin margin that if anything goes against them and kills a drive or extends the other team's drive, their margin is so thin to pull off a win. Okay, well then, if something goes against you, then try to find a way to reverse course I mean, we can blame the refs all day long. It's not going to help you. Nevertheless, you're one and four. Yep. Florida Gators back to practice. First time in two weeks. Head coach Dan Mullen did not say how many players he would have available when the Gators face Missouri Saturday. Normally, I'd pick the Gators to win that game handily, but I guess 2020 is an odd year, and we'll have to see who they have and who they don't have. Yeah, that goes to what I've been saying now for weeks. I'm not going to put a ton of stock into results this season for some of these teams. You know, Wisconsin's down all quarterbacks. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen each time. I, I, just, I, I think it's important to press on, but obviously this thing is going to impact wins and losses. And Wisconsin uh, starting quarterback Jack Cohn is out with a foot injury. Uh, he had surgery in training camp. Uh, Graham Mertz tested positive for Kovac. Chase Wolf tested positive. So they could be down to their fourth-string guy. So yeah. good luck. good luck with that. There's a handful of teams that had to play a third-string guy, and the results usually went sideways. BYU was an exception last year. 
Boise State, Stanford, USC. But getting down to a four-string guy, I don't, I don't know that I got any. Uh, I don't have any comparables for that. What's the comp? I don't know who's had to do that. Uh, yeah, I can't recall. Saturday's game, New Mexico and San Jose State has been moved. It was supposed to be in Albuquerque. They're moving it to San Jose. Public health orders in New Mexico related to the coronavirus. But it brings up the question, is the Pac, will the Pac-12 do that to get games in? I assume they will, but I haven't heard for sure. Have you heard anything well, they or read anything they, they for They sure? didn't announce any type of plan. Yeah. I put in a request to get uh, Merton Hanks, and they told me they'd see what they can do because he's in charge of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But in that labyrinth release that they had <laughs> that was epic uh, they didn't specify anything along those lines Yaki didn't put college basketball on the list but it's getting uh, it's getting listed too you want to hit it yeah hit college basketball hashtag college basketball the old MTs turn it to peak. I don't know why they can't just be preseason tournaments. It doesn't sound so fancy, but the multiple team events. Uh, ESPN had a plan to do a bubble and hold a bunch of tournaments in Orlando. That's falling apart. Utah State was supposed to be in one of them. I guess the Utes deal having to relocate from uh, the Caribbean to South Dakota. At least they'll get the games in. It's going to be a scramble now. They're going to try and salvage a couple of events in Orlando, but. Uh, what are we sitting here on? October 27th now, a little more than a month to the start of the season. And a game's definitely hanging in the balance for the Aggies. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You, got any, you got any great ideas on how to relocate all these on no notice? Well, one month's notice? Uh, I'd probably look to see if there's ways to schedule local games a little bit more, regionally games. Uh, you know, Seems like bussing from campus to a game and back is the smartest thing to do and the safest yeah. thing to do. And oh, I mean, is it a real big time crime if uh, the in-state schools play each other twice? The idea is to get in some games, provide you know, a little. I, yeah, I saw that. Uh, what's the one dude? Oh, he's on Speak for Yourself, and he was running around saying like uh, with the NBA or the NFL. Uh, this is a cash grab and all this stuff. You think? NBA, I saw in the New York Post this morning, well, the Knicks, because they don't have uh, uh, continuity in their roster to start December 22nd. It's a total cash grab by the commissioner because he sees the TV ratings on Christmas. Well, what is wrong with cash grabs? I don't understand it. Why are we not allowing people, and the guy who does speak for himself, speak for yourself with uh, Marcellus Wiley, He's running around. Yeah, I'm glad TV ratings are down. It's sports are too important. Yeah, he's saying it while he has a job. And I've got friends this morning in a sports business who are unemployed today after working at the Deseret News for 25-plus years. What's wrong with friggin' cash grabs? I mean, it sounds so negative. How about guys getting up, going to work, and earning a paycheck? Is that a cash grab? I hear. I mean, and he's he's got a job over here, so it's way easy for him to criticize. I hear cash grab when you have someone who's got uh, millions or billions looking for millions and billions more. At this point, it's trying to turn a uh, twenty or forty, or turning to turn a, instead of having a sixty percent loss, have a forty percent loss, and instead of forty, have twenty. Instead of twenty, have ten. And what's wrong with that? People are trying to businesses are trying to stay afloat. I mean. <laughs> There's layoffs. Every, if you don't know someone who's been laid off or someone who shut down their business, someone who's taken a significant hit, uh, that's just because the people who well, you know, don't live on planet Earth. Well, right. I was going to say, the people who've done it haven't told you they've done it. You absolutely know someone who's done it. Now, you may not know you know, but you absolutely know somebody who's taken a hit. 
There are way too many people who have taken a hit over the last six months. Or literally lost their jobs. Yes, I've got family right. members. You're and abs- I've got friends, as I just said. Yep. Mike Sorensen, Dirk Facer, these guys I've known for years and years. And they're my friends. And they're unemployed today. And I grieve for them because this is serious, serious stuff. Yep. Uh, D News, do they let four people go? Was that the number? It kind of trickled out. I didn't oh, hear all yeah, of them. Yeah, Jody also. Jody, Jody Gennessy and Brandon Gurney. So yeah, four, all these four, guys, come on, man. Four people in guys. sports. And I assume stuff happened in other parts of the paper that I don't know about. I assume it's way more than four, but I don't know what the number yeah, is. Yeah, I think it's like uh, 18 or so. 18. Uh, well, and that joint operating agreement lost a lot of that, people, well, publishers and whatnot. 100 plus jobs. Yeah. I mean, the D News is going to have an announcement today. They've got a staff meeting. Uh, and then they're going to come forward. I was on the phone last night with several people and, and then texting, going back and forth. I mean, obviously, I'm an old newspaper guy at heart here. And so you remember when Jay Drew got laid off a couple years ago, yep. I couldn't even speak. And so these other guys, too, and I've been in contact with them, and, and it just absolutely sucks. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Obviously, it's not a great position to be in, but I think we've kind of battled all year long, and we've come back before, so just go out and, and play like normal. Tyler Glasnow right there on Tampa's Mindset. What are the Rays thinking? Game six is tonight. The Dodgers win. They win the World Series for the first time since Kurt Gibson in 88. The Rays win. They force a game seven Wednesday night, and they have a chance to play for their first World Series title ever. And PK, the pitching matchup has you... And everyone lined up behind you, picking the Rays. Well, yeah, I mean, they've got an established starter in Snell going, and the Dodgers are Gosselin and whom else? I don't know. I know how it goes. So, um, and obviously, I've got the, the, the Rays in this game favored, but Dodgers got a better lineup, so they're capable of putting together know, five, six, seven runs, whatever it might be. I mean, this is baseball trying to predict a single game. I don't know why anybody would bet on baseball. I mean, just uh, you know, you can get a 200 hitter all of a sudden can uh, go three for four. I mean, we've seen it a million times. World Series history, <laughs> full of role yeah. players who come up big in a clutch moment. And so, really, it comes down to since the Dodgers don't have the starting pitching that you associate with classic World Series wins, you know, that running Bumgarner out there or anything. Uh, but can they slug their way to a six-five win? Easily, yeah. Or do they get one of those combo bullpen games where everybody comes in and throws their one to three innings and they get it done that way? You wouldn't think so, but all they need is one. Yep. Yeah, and then in baseball, in a sense, is somewhat random in that you can hit a screaming Mimi. We've seen guys hit bullets that bounce, that hit the wall on the fly, and it's a single, and another dude check swings down the right field line and it's a double or triple <laughs> yeah right <laughs> trying to figure that one out I mean, as i say man i don't know why anybody would bet on this sport to so many things that are just beyond your control you do everything you're supposed to do and you could still come out with a negative result i mean it's you know you're going to fail seven out of ten times as they say so hard to predict but certainly i would favor the raise in this one and then if that happens we set up a game seven Game sevens in any sport are always cool. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. 
All right, coming up this morning, we're talking BYU football with Dylan Colley. The former Cougar receiver joins us every week. He will be here at 8 o'clock this morning. Michael Lev, Arizona beat writer for the Arizona Daily Star, will join us at 9.30 to talk about the Utes and the Arizona Wildcats. The opener for Utah is a week from Saturday. That's on the way. The question of the day coming up next. And you people are all over the map on this one. We will get to that next. Stay with us.